Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. In the name of the Lord, what God will do, what God will do. I just finished reading, quoting this passage where Jesus is talking and says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, like a wise man who built his house upon a rock, rain came down, streams rose, wind blew, beat against the house, didn't fall because its foundation was right. Anyone who hears his words of mine does not put them into practice. Like a fool who builds his house on the sand. And when the rain comes, when the streams rise, when the winds blow and beat, the fall is great. Somebody came to me up, up to me the other day. It happens almost all the time. Someone came to me and said, I think I have a word for you, Pastor Andy. And I, I, there, there's a part of me that is a little hesitant to receive personal words from people. First of all, just to set it straight apostolically, receiving personal words from people is not biblical because prophecy is supposed to be judged. If you read your Bible, it will tell you that a word should be spoken in a crowd of people in a company of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. And so let a word be, met, be heard, maybe one or two or three at the most. So for someone to come and say, I have a personal word for you, I get it. But at the same time, you got to be careful with it because prophecy isn't always pure. Sometimes folk want to give you a word and you got to look at the percentages. Some percentage is God, but there may be a whole great percentage that's them. And then there's a percentage that is word. And by the time they finish saying word to you from them, what God actually had to say to you is actually pretty small. As a matter of fact, I don't really know if somebody's going to give you a word if all they're going to do is quote scripture to you because you can read your Bible and get scripture. And a lot of times folks are just trying to be really spiritual and spooky deep and think they want to give somebody a word. But anyway, somebody came and gave me a word. And what they said to me was, a storm is coming. Storm is coming. Tell somebody, a storm is coming. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. I knew you didn't, almost didn't want to say it. Turn to somebody else and say, a storm is coming. A storm is coming. Yeah, yeah. When they said it to me, I know that they just expected me to be like, oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. A storm is coming. I just nodded my head. I said, oh, well, I have a word for you. They said, yes, speak it. I said, a storm is coming for you. Storms are inevitable. Storms are inevitable. You're not going to live in this life and not experience some storms. You're not going to live in this life. I wish I could tell you everything's going to be amazing. I wish I could tell you everything's always going to be awesome. But the truth of the matter is, if you live long enough, something tough going to happen to you. If you live long enough, something difficult is going to come your way. Anybody that tells you different is now telling you the truth. I'm here to tell you, God did not promise us perfection. He promised that he would never leave us. 
leave us nor forsake us. He promised that he would make the crooked straight and the rough places plain. And he can't make crooked and rough plain if no crooked or rough never come. I need a witness in the building. I know I'm getting waves online, but my grandmama was saying, and if the storms don't cease, and if the winds keep on blowing in my life, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. My soul is anchored. You're not going to shake me telling a storm is coming. Look, look, beloved, right now, what, it's almost November. Hallelujah. We are entering into a winter season. For some folk, it's the rainy season. This is what is happening. This is life. This is how the world works. When I bought my first home, I was 26. When I bought my first home, and I was in a program to buy a house, and I wanted to own my own home, and so, but I had never bought one before, and my uncle Greg Thompson, who my, my dad's younger brother, big time real estate guy, my grandfather as well, real estate guy, I said to my uncle who was in town, I said, look, I'm about to buy this house. I'd love for you to come and check it out with me. He was like, well, I'm going to be here for about a week. Let's pick the right day to go. I said, all right. So he started to look at the paper. Back then you had to look at the paper. There was this thing called the paper. It was a newspaper. And they told you all kinds of stuff. Y'all don't know. Why, why didn't you look at your phone? Because there was no phone. The phone was on the wall with a cord anyway. So he looked at the paper to look at the forecast. And he picked a day that was raining. Now, when I looked at it, I said, Uncle Greg, why did you pick that day? No, nobody want to go out in the rain. Don't nobody want to be outside when it's raining. Don't nobody want to be outside when it's storming. And he said, yeah, I hear you, nephew, but the best time to check out a house is in the middle of the storm. You get a chance to see what kind of leakage you have if there's a storm. My God, I thought somebody would say something to me. I like this analogy. That you get a chance to see what the roof is like when it's raining. You get to see what the basement floods like when it's raining. The test of a place is not the sunshine. The test of your life is not when everything's amazing. The test of your life is what happens to, what do you do? What goes on when all hell breaks loose? Anybody can praise God when everything's amazing. Can you praise him through your tears? Can you praise him when they lay you off? Can you praise them when your mama's sick? I need a witness. Can you praise them? Can you praise God through your heartbreak? You a weak Christian if you can only praise God when everything's going your way. What do you do when the storms come? The storm is the test. For everybody in here or anyone watching around the world who is dealing with any kind of storm, any kind of difficulty, any kind of hard place, let me encourage you. The Bible says that God won't put more on you than you can bear. But you also need to understand that you are being tested because it is time for you to go to another level. Hallelujah. It's final exam time. It's time for you to go up to the next grade. You can't go to the next grade without a test. 
you're praying for God to take you higher, be careful what you pray for. Because if you ask God to take you higher, then what he's probably going to do is to test you at this level so that he can see, can he trust you at this level? He can't trust you at the next level. He can't trust you at this level. Be careful what you pray for. Careful what you're saying. That's why when that song was out, refine me, refine me, I was like, I'm not singing that refine me song. I told him, do not sing, don't, don't sing that refine me song here. Sounds nice, but the only way to be refined is by fire. And so some of us sang that song. I know I did. when I first heard it, I was singing it. Then I caught myself. What am I singing? Asking God to refine me. You don't get refined with birthday cake. You get refined with folk talking about you and evil and difficulty and hardship and tough places. And if you're in that place, just know there's a test that's happening. This is a test. Of the emergency broadcast system, this is only a test. Oh! This has been a test of the, y'all don't remember that? Sorry, I'm old. That used to happen on TV. It's a test. What is it testing? What are you learning in the test? The storm is the test. What are you learning on the, in this test? Well, you're finding out what kind of house you got. You're finding out what kind of life you've built. You're finding out if your mind is strong. You're finding out if your house is solid. You're finding out did you build it on something that lasts or did you build it on something weak and flimsy? Did you just build it on yourself? Did you just build it on your ego? Did you just build it on you being cute? Did you just build it on your friendships? Or did you decide to choose a stone that can hold up against the difficulties that is life. One of the things that's so amazing to me right now about everybody who wants to have a problem with God or don't know if they believe in God or struggling with whether or not they trust God or not is I find them too often in situations where if you had the Lord, you could get through that difficulty a lot easier than you're getting through it right now. I'd rather have God and not need him than need God and not have. I'd rather have him and look stupid because just when I need him, he's always there. And I don't know about you, but my prayer life has gotten me through. Don't get so scientific you can't pray. Don't get so technical that you can't call on Jesus, call on a Savior, because there's a lot of us in this room. If it had not been for our ability to talk to the Lord, you'd have lost your mind. But God, as a matter of fact, you woke up this morning with your mind stayed on Jesus. You woke up clothed in your right mind. That's Anybody woke up clothed in your right mind? Come on, you heard your grandmama saying, I need some church folks in here. I woke up this morning clothed in my right mind. I woke up this morning with a song on my heart and with a hymn on my lips. I woke up this morning saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. If it had not been for you on my side, your nail-scarred hand has kept me. Just another day that the Lord has kept me. He has kept me from all evil. It's a test. It's a test. How you built is a test. Test of what? Glad you asked. Jesus said, 
anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on a sand. There's no better way to know whether or not you hear and obey than the storm. I know I'm not the only one who wishes I had listened. But, but the first question is, do you hear? Do you hear? Right now you're in this room. Can you focus long enough to hear what God is saying to you? Does your phone so distract you? Has your attention span been so shrunk by TikTok videos that you can't focus and concentrate for 30 minutes? You can binge watch a show on Netflix and I can't share a word with you for 45 minutes because your attention span has been affected and so you can't hear. You can't hear unless somebody says it the exact cute way. You can't hear unless somebody likes you. But some of the best lessons come from your enemies. If you only listen to and only see yourself through the view of your friends, you're only getting part of the picture. You got to hear some people that you get on their nerves. The question is, do you hear? I can hear my mama saying, did you hear me? That was the first question. Did you hear me, boy? The question was, are your ears working? Are you paying attention? Put that down. I'm about to say something to you. Do you hear? Can you hear God? There's no way you should be more aware of your phone reception than you are of whether or not God can talk to you or not. Some of you know exactly where to go in your house to get a call through. I wish I, some of you know exactly. Some of you are driving and you're saying, oh, I'm getting ready to lose you right here. You are more aware of your cell phone reception. You have changed the T-Mobile because you need better reception. You are more aware. You haven't heard from God in years, but you are on it when it comes to your cell phone reception. Do you hear Well, we, I'm doing everything. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. I'm going to do everything I can to try to get you to hear the word of the Lord. It endures forever. You're hearing everybody but God. Everybody got a podcast. Everybody got something to say. Everybody an expert. But what is God saying to you? I've got news for you. God is still talking. Can I get a witness in the building? God is still speaking. No, I need somebody to say, yeah, Pastor Andy. God is still speaking. I have him as a friend. I know him to be my friend. He talks to me. He walks with me, right? He walks with me. He talks with me. I know he's alive. And the biggest regrets in my life were times when I didn't listen to him. Do you hear him? Number two. Do you obey? Do you obey? Nothing. I, I love folk. Right, listen, if you come to my church and wave at me and say, yeah, and say amen enough, I'll think you're great. But God is not just interested in your amen. Say it. God is watching to see if after you say, say that, Pastor Andy, the Lord, your angel is saying, 
do that, Joe. Because there's one thing to hear it, something else altogether to do it. I just need just a wave in the room. I know I'm not the only one who I'll start looking at a video and then they start saying, how you can be blah, 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 blah. And when they start saying it, I'm just like, I just, it's too much. I just scroll right by that. Or, or they're asking a question like, do you know what's in Krispy Kreme donuts? And I'm like, no, and I don't want to know. Leave me alone. Scroll on because Krispy Kreme's is anointed can't believe y'all ate that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Do you know what's in that Popeye's Popeye chicken sandwich? It's, uh, and it's, oh, I'm, no, I rebuke you. Because if I hear, then I have to obey. Because it doesn't do me any good to hear and not obey. I can hear my mama saying to me, my mama used to lead me in a prayer after she beat my behind. Anybody's mama beat them. Anybody's mama beat this. I'm sorry if your mama did not. I don't know how she really felt about you if she didn't take a something to you. Your mama got upset. She hit you with whatever's handy. I've been hit with all kinds of stuff: shade sticks and towels, spoons, slippers, and shoes. And afterwards, she want to lead you in prayer. This is the thing about my mom. She want to pray with you after she done beat you. And I'm sitting there like, don't nobody want to pray with you, you beating woman. She's like, come on now. Let me just, I'm sorry I had to give you some of my love. Come on, let's go find your eye. And I'd be like, and I'm like, I don't want to pray with you, lady, after you just wigged out on me with your belt. She want to get all saved now. Come on, let's have a word of prayer. I'm like, where was the praying? My mama would lead me in this prayer. She would pray for you, and then she, you're sitting there. <sighs> no, you, I was the only one. And then she said, okay, now pray after me. She would say, dear Lord, you're, dear Lord. Help me, help me to be, to be obedient. Obedient. Let's try it right now. Everybody say, dear Lord. No, that's weak. Everybody say, dear Lord. Help me to be obedient. You might be saying that through tears. You may be saying that through crying. You may be saying that through hiccups. You may be saying that through you lost your job. You may be saying that through a tough place. But if you're in a dark place, if you're crying, if your butt is hurting, at least have enough sense to say, Dear Lord, help me to be obedient because I got here because I was disobedient. And I'm sorry if you're in this room or you're watching me around the world and you are somebody's mama or somebody's daddy. Your primary job is to teach them little people how to be obedient. You're not there to be their friend. You're not there to tell them all your problems. You're not there to be best friends with them. You're not there to be their flight attendant. You are their drill sergeant. 
And your job is to teach them how to be obedient. And if they can talk, they can shut up. No, that's a word. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. If they can talk now, if they can't speak, if they can't speak language, they're crying. Crying is how they communicate. But if they can say, Mommy, I would like some milk, then they also can be quiet. Anyway, if you feel some kind of way about my recommendation around corporal punishment, what I would say to you is that I'll stop believing in corporal punishment when the country don't believe in it anymore. But the minute you don't do what the police say, they will take out a stick and beat you. They will shoot you with a taser. And if not that, they will shoot you with a gun. So I figure if a cop that don't know you can hit you, then at least since I love you and care for you, I'm not going to tase you, but I'll whoop your behind if I have to. Oh, I need a witness in the building. I'm going to give you some of my love because I need to teach you to submit to me so that if they stop you, you can say, sir, yes, sir, and you can learn how to be fake. You learn how to be fake with your mama. Anybody who got a bad face, you didn't have the right kind of mama because the right kind of mama would be like, you better fix your face, and you would go from this to this like, She said, get in there and clean that room. And you're like, yes, ma'am. And then when you leave, you're just, clean my room. Why don't you clean your room? What did I hear in there? I said, I'm trying to find the broom. I'm just. What's the test? Obedience. Obedience is so important. And one of the mistakes that many of us made and make and what was perpetrated against us is we only reinforce obedience with discipline or pain or punishment. But obedience is so important that God reinforces obedience with reward. So if you want your children to obey, you want your teenagers to obey, you want somebody, you want your employees to do what you ask, they can't do that just because they're afraid you're going to fire them. They also have to do it because there's bonuses and benefits and good stuff that will happen if we make these markers, if we accomplish this, if we get to this, then there's good that will happen because we are motivated by blessing. Now, I've spent this whole month, the whole month of, of October, talking about money. More money, more money. And we've, we've made quite a few suggestions and brought some folk up. And it's not going to be the last time we're going to do it. We're going to do it quite a bit, at least once a quarter, at least once a year, two times a year. We're going to come in here. We're going to talk about money, how to make more money, how to be kingdom-minded. And I'm going to bring experts in here. And my recommendation to you is get a financial advisor. I say get a financial advisor. I want to amen on that. Get a financial advisor. You have a doctor, get a financial advisor. You have, a, you have insurance, then get a financial advisor. You have a bank account, then get a financial advisor. You have a mechanic for your car, then you need a financial advisor for your money. Well, how do I know if I can trust them? Well, you'll have to pray before you go in there. This is why you have the Holy Ghost. You need to pray and say, Lord, help me. Hopefully, somebody that you know who's doing well can recommend a financial advisor to you. 
Everybody's just asking me. But I don't want to bombard you with who mine is because, I mean, I, mine works for me. Your situation may be different. you got to find somebody on your level where you at that can say to you, yeah, this is a good one. And you got to go in and sit down and talk to them. And if there's something that feels funny on the inside of you, then just say thank you very much and leave. This is why you learn to listen to the Spirit. This is why you have a prayer life. This is why you have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost to tell you what cereal to eat. You have the Holy Ghost to tell you if you can trust the financial advisor or not. You don't need a word to tell you a storm is coming. You need a word to tell you that there's a financial investment that's, that's here for you. That's what you need God to talk to you about. That's what I need God to talk to me about. So we said find a financial advisor. There's things that you can do. At, we've been recommending it, and it's something to do. You need to know about money if you're going to make money. You can't have money or make money if you don't know about money. And we're all learning. I need a witness. We're all learning. And the earlier you start learning, the better off you're going to be. You're not going to have wealth ignorant about wealth. Well, I'm just going to have a financial advisor and I'm going to trust them with everything and they're going to handle it. No, they're not. They're going to take your money from you. You need to understand your money. You have to watch your money. You have to be aware of what's going on with your money or have people around you that you trust implicitly that you know will handle your money right. But you still have to be a steward of it. One of the things that's great about here and church and prayer and worship and singing and is that God promises to bless you if you hear and obey. Did you hear what I just said to you? God promises to bless you if you hear and obey. The foundation of belief that God is on your side, if you think that that is some kind of crazy, insane, nuts, antiquated, dumb thought to have, you are sadly mistaken. Everybody who has ever conquered the world, conquered the world with faith in a God. That was weak. I said everyone who's conquered the world has conquered the world with faith in a God. It might not even been faith in Jehovah. The Romans conquered the world with faith in Zeus. But faith in Zeus is better than faith in nothing. You can be an atheist if you want to. The challenge is that the atheists aren't going to run the world. You need something else at the bottom of you than just you. And so to come together, to worship, to sing, to praise, to open up your Bible, to read the Bible, to have faith in a word from God just makes you stronger, just makes you better, just makes you deeper. You got to read the Bible because it just makes you more steady. 
I need a witness in the building. You read your Bible, it just makes you more steady. It's just something about somebody that has faith in God. Can I get a witness? It's something about somebody that even the bad thing seems to work out for their good. Even if bad stuff happens, they're like, yeah, but you know what? I've come to the realization that God allowed that to happen to me because God has a plan for me. And yeah, they laid me off, but I know that God has something better. That person don't need weed to sleep. For everybody that needs a puff, for everybody that's got to hit their vape pen every five seconds, well, the problem is that you have, we have killed God, we have taken him out of the school, you don't know how to pray, and you have replaced God with your vape pen. You got to get high every week, you got to get high every day, you got to smoke to get through. I ain't even mad at you because I smoke a whole nother kind of weed. It's called a Holy Ghost. I wake up in the morning, I say, God, you've been good to me. I wake up in the morning saying, Lord, I love you. I wake up in the morning saying, God, you got a plan for me. I wake up in the morning saying, God, if it had not been for you on my side, I get up on a Sunday, I go down to church, I need somebody to say something to me. I don't just need a little Sunday school. I need to feel God. I need that organ to tune up. I need some Holy Ghost in me. I need God to face my week. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm sorry. Stop fronting and act like you don't need nothing can't sleep unless you drink a bottle of wine got you I'm not even mad at you I can't sleep if I don't drink me a bottle of prayer if I don't have people praying for me I got folk praying for me round the clock I need a witness I got mamas praying for me I got people praying for me I will tell them if you feel there's no way you better get somebody on their knees and pray you need a praying somebody you need somebody that prays for you in the middle of the night you need prayer warriors I wish I you need somebody to push the devil off of your life the devil is a liar you need somebody that actually has some faith in God you need a friend that says, don't even worry about that. I have no space for friends who don't have no kind of faith in God. I need a friend that can say, oh, listen, bro, I ain't even worried about that. Matter of fact, I'm going to turn my plate down for you, bro. And we're going to come together and we're going to rebuke the devil off your baby and the devil off of your money and the devil off of your life and the devil off of your house. I'm sorry, I might sound crazy to you, but the world is already crazy. 40% of the Americans are on an antidepressant, and I'm one of them. I'm on Holy Ghost Jesus. I shoot it in my veins. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. I got me a little Jesus bag, and I will heat up my Holy Ghost, and I will wrap it around my arm, and I will inject Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noonday. You don't have to wave at me, I know. Jesus when the sun goes down. I need, no, 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 don't do that. I need God. Anybody need him? I need him. I need him. I wake up in the morning saying, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. 
Here come this foolishness. God, I need you. Up, oh, here come this call. Lord, I need you. Up, oh, here go this mess. Lord, I need you. Up, oh, what do they want to say to me? Lord, I need you. This supervisor better not say nothing crazy to me because I will knock somebody out. Lord, let me. I walk in there like, mm, Jesus. Hey, you better have some Holy Ghost. You better know how to get a prayer through. In times like these, my grandmama used to say, in times like these, we need a savior. I'm preaching. In times like these, we need a friend. Be very sure. Nudge somebody. Tell them, be very sure. Be very sure. Be very sure. Come on, nudge somebody. Say, be very sure. Be very sure. Don't leave out of here unsure. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. That rock is Jesus. Somebody knows the song. He's the one. What will God do? What will God do? What will God do if I listen? What will God do if I obey? Good question. Deuteronomy says, let me tell you what God will do. Let me tell you how God will reward obedience. And I love that the reward that God connects to obedience is blessing. Real quick, let me give them to you. The first one he says is, bless you, you be in the city, bless you, be in the field, in the country. Meaning, location, location, location does not matter. I said, location, 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 which is supposed to matter, doesn't matter for you because God can bless you in the city and God can bless you in the country. If all of a sudden you get moved to the country, you don't have to worry about it because God promised to go with you wherever you go. As a matter of fact, you find out that the Spirit of the Lord God is on you. It's not on the place. It's on you. And if you find yourself in an unfamiliar territory, you can say, that's all right, because I have a promise from God that he'll bless me if I'm in a city. He'll bless me if I find myself out in the country. For somebody like me who was raised in the city, called to the country when I came to North Carolina, just when I saw the size of the mosquitoes, I thought to myself, Lord, what have you done to me? God showed me that the same God that can bless me on concrete is the same God that can bless me on grass. I need a witness in the building. I don't know about you, but I also take this passage to mean something else, and that is that I want a spot in the city, and I want a spot in the country. I'm going to speak that over everybody. I want multiple spots. I don't want to just have a city spot. I want a country spot, too. Can I speak that over somebody? Beach house and vacation home. And I want you to be so blessed that you got your city spot and you got your country spot. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm blessed in the country. I'm also blessed in the city. That's the first promise. Then he said in verse 4, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. So he said, he'll bless your seed. You obedient? He said, he'll bless your seed. So that means, number one, he's going to bless your babies. Your obedience can get your babies blessed. You know how you know that? Because there's a whole lot of you in here blessed, and you don't deserve to be blessed. You blessed because your grandmama prayed for you blessed because your mama prayed for Some of y'all are still reaping the rewards of your grandmama's obedience. You ain't even hardly started yet because God loves obedience and hearing so much, he'll bless your babies for it. 
So that means your children will be healed, and your children will be blessed, and your children will have money, and your children will have health, and your children will have wealth, and your children will, and even if they stray for a while, they'll come back because God promised to bless your seed. I need a witness in the building. You will live and not die. You will have children. The devil can't stop you from having children. He, God promised, I'll bless your children. I'll bless your seed. Gentlemen, he'll bless your seed. He'll turn your seed to you. It also means that he'll bless your ground produce. He'll, he'll bless where you sow. So you sow, you'll reap. He said, I'll bless you when it comes to seed time and harvest. I'll bless you. He said, when it comes to herds and cattle and flocks, to me, that's investments. That's other stuff working for my money. That's my money working to make me more money. That's let it multiply on its own. God said, tell you what, if you are willing and obedient, part of the way I'll bless you is, I'll bless the stuff you put your hand to do. Then he says in verse 5, Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl is what the NIV says. But I like the King James Version better because he said he'll bless your basket and your store. Now to me, your basket is, where's that basket? Your better is, your basket is you get up and go to work every day and you're going out there and you're going to make what you got to make. That's your basket, hallelujah. But can you imagine if not only you have a basket, but you also own the store? Imagine walking through a food lion. This is food lion. Imagine walking through a food lion, and not only do you have a basket, but you have your own place where folk are shopping from you. I thought I'd get a bit more amen on that. Beyond just your Amazon shopping cart, imagine if somebody's going to your website and they're ordering stuff from you so that your money overtakes your spending. I want you to be so blessed that as you walk around with your basket behind you, there's stuff going from your store in which your business is blessed. Your entrepreneurial spirit is blessed. God said, I'll bless you at your job and I'll bless your side hustle. Thought I'd get a better amen than that. So you got to get a store for God to bless your store. If he's promising to bless your basket and your store, that means he'll bless you at your job and he'll bless the thing that you are doing where other folk are buying from you. You got to get a store. You got to get a store. Tell somebody, you got to get a store. You got to get a store. You can't just shop. You got to have to have a store because God promised to bless your basket and your store. Verse 6, he said, bless shall, you be, bless shall you be when you come in and bless shall you be when you go out, meaning that your movement will be blessed. Your entrances and your exits will still be blessed. You won't have to be terrified when you start a new position. 
You won't be afraid to apply. You won't be afraid to apply for the, for the promotion. You won't be because you won't be thinking, oh, but right now everything's so great and it's like this. And if I go to something new, no, no, no. God said, no, I'll bless you when you go in. Matter of fact, I'm going to bless you so much that the company will be blessed the minute you step in there. I'm going to speak that over everybody. The company going to go to another level. You'll be able to sit there with confidence and say, oh, y'all want to hire me because I'm going to take y'all to the next level because the God I serve is all over me. There's favor all over me. And favor on me going to get favor on this company. I'm blessed when I go in. I'm blessed when I go out. You don't have to sit there with an attitude at your exit interview. You can sit there and be like, I am so glad that God has my back. He blessed me coming in here. He'll bless me going out of here because y'all ain't my source. My source is not y'all. My, my source is not you. My source is not Cisco. I was happy when I went into Cisco. I was happy when I went into Cisco, and I'll be happy when I leave because God's got something better. He did not bring me out this far to take me back. He brought me out to take me in. Matter of fact, I never planned on staying here forever anyway. While I was here, I was learning and I was picking stuff up and I was growing. And I was adding to my own thing and I knew uh, one of these days y'all were going to do me wrong. But God's got my back and I, I'm all right, I'm all right. Because God promised to bless me going in and he'll bless me going out. God, I need a witness in this bill. You shouldn't be afraid when they lay you off. Can I get a witness? 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 I said, can I get a witness in the building? Is there anybody where God made a way where there seemed to be no way and the way wasn't even a good thing? That's how he got you out. He got you out because they didn't like you. He got you out because they rejected you. He got you out because they talked about you. But God had something better for somebody. Oh, I feel like preaching just a little bit. I'm sorry. But I've learned that God has a plan for me. Even if you don't like me, that's all right. If God be for me, who can be against me? Which leads to the last point, and that is that God said, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it so that when you get your stuff, because you can't get blessing, you can't get wealth, you can't get houses, you can't get business, you can't get man, can't get a good one, you can't get any of this without hate that goes with it. Sorry, so sorry. Some folk will cheer for you. Some folk will be very upset with you for you having the nerve to believe that God can bless you. They're going to tell you, oh, you think you're better than us, and your response should be, you're right, I do. Because I decided to trust God. I decided I was not staying at this little lame car. I decided the God I serve was able to. It's not my fault you don't trust God. It's not my fault you don't have a prayer life. It's not my fault you don't have faith. I heard that crazy man preaching and I decided to put God to the test. And I decided that he would bless me. 
Now, if you're like me and you got folk that don't like you, you'll understand that folk not liking you is a confirmation that God's trying to bless you. Folk not liking you is a confirmation that God's hand must be on you. Folk talking junk about you is a confirmation that God's anointing is on your life. Who am I talking to in the room? I'm talking to somebody in the building. Clearly, the hate goes along with the great. I'm afraid people are going to be offended. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I was sitting in first class the other day. Sitting right there in first class. I like to sit on the aisle. I get on first. I wish I had. I get on first. I'm sitting there sipping my juice, read my book. Somebody walking past, you know, go on to the back. Some little kid said, Mama, why do they get to get on the plane first? Why do they have juice? And his mama said, because they think they're better than everybody and the world is this way and it's just not fair. And I just, I looked up and I said, hate on, hate. Go right on and hate. Keep it moving before your spit gets in my drink. I don't have time for folk that are jealous because you decided God can bless you. I don't have time for your judgment. I'm so sorry. Y'all going to be mad at me either way. If I die and I'm broke, you're going to say, what is wrong with Pastor Andy? That big old church, he didn't have nothing. And if I have money, you're going to have something to say. So if you're going to talk if I'm broke, if you come to my funeral and we have to take up an offering, you're going to be mad at me. And so if you're going to be mad if I'm broke or mad if I'm rich, I might as well be rich. And you can be mad. You can be mad because I got something. Since you going to be mad if I don't have nothing. And I wish I cared what you think. Because God has made a way for me. I started a long time ago being obedient. And I decided that the God I serve is able. Somebody tell him, he's able, he's able, he's able. Come on, somebody, he's able. At home, say he's able. He's able, he's able, God's able, he's able. What is impossible with man is possible with God. I want you to believe again. I want you to believe again. I want you to dream again. I know it's been hard. I know it's been tough, me too, I know. But I want you to believe that the God you serve is able. If you know him to be able, put your hands together. Clap your hands. Say, he's able, he's able, he's able. I said, he's able. God is able to do just what he said. Come on, clap your hands. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. He's able. Said he's able. Said he's able. Said he's able. Come on, he's able. 
I don't care what happened, he's able. You may come from broke, but God is able. You may come from stupid, but God is able. You may come from up from slavery, but God is able. I need a witness in the building. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything you could ever ask or think according to the power that's at work in you. Anything is possible if you can believe. Somebody say, Lord, I believe. 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 Help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome all of the fear. Fear is the devil. Fear is the devil. You are the gas. God is the break. The devil cannot stop you. The only person that can stop you is you and the Lord. You might as well go for it. I said you might as well go for it. Make up in your mind you're going to be the most blessed you can be. And I speak it. Make up in your mind you're going to be the most blessed you can be. Make up in your mind you're not going to settle. You want everything that God has promised. I said you want everything that God has promised. Sit down, please. Now, we, we here at World Overcomers, we, we were like, okay, great. So we want to speak it and we want to reinforce it. And so we did this, I don't know if we're calling it a contest or our first ever, this black business grant thing that we did in which people applied, folk in faith, applied for this black business grant. And we came down to a final list of five. Folks came and made a presentation. There were people that, that made the decision. It was not me. And folks made, they applied and folks went and got. And we today have the final three people who actually are going to receive our first ever black business grant our black business grant winners can you clap for that this is how I'm going to end the service our black business grant went so I, I know we're not we're getting close to 12 please don't leave because first of all I want you all to acknowledge that we are blessing black businesses in here make them make them make them clap to this I said we're blessing black businesses up in here we had our Black Business Expo last week. It was incredible. We're gonna do we're gonna do one almost every quarter next year, so don't worry if you missed it. But we have our finalists, okay? So I'm gonna call them up. At at number three, the third place uh, person who's getting a Black Business Grant from World Overcomers of two thousand dollars is 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 someone. Her business is called Be Your Own Unique You. I, I, her name is. Denatia, Denatia Miller. Can y'all put your hands together for Denatia? Denatia, where are you? She had to go to work. Well, we'll take a picture for Denatia. Denatia, girl, two grand. You be your own unique you. World Overcomers got your back. We want you to be blessed in your business. Number two, coming in second, is Cameron Green of Cameron Creations. $3,500 is Cameron here. She, 
she's in college. Freshman at UNC. Freshman at UNC. Cameron Creations. It's another woman. Two sisters. Come on now. Again. Hey, Cameron, do your thing, girl. World Overcomers, we got your back. Come on, praise God. And then our first place winner of our first ever annual Black Business Grant winner is Kyrie Arnold of Cato LLC, $7,500. Is he here? I guess Kyrie's not here. Again, hey, Kyrie, maybe you're streaming. We got your back, bro. We're giving you a grant of $7,500 towards your business. I want everybody to put your hands together and bless the Lord. No more, come on, clap, clap, clap. Come on, clap, 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 because we have decided to support our own. We must help us. I need a witness in the building. We must help us. Sit back down. Please. Let's give. It's a great place to give. Let's give. Come on, let's get to the building fund offering. If you need an offering envelope, the gatekeepers will come to you quickly and give you an offering envelope. You could take a picture of that QR code right there, donate towards Victory Park, because Victory Park is where we're on our way to, about to break ground on our new space, and we need you to join with us as we're going towards a space that is ours. We own quite a bit of land in Durham. We don't talk about it a lot, but we own quite a bit. We own over 100 acres of land, really 200 acres of land in the greater Raleigh-Durham Triangle area. And so this is, this Victory Park is where we're about to build this, this Victory, this center that's going to be a sportsplex place and, and, and our sanctuary is going to be there and we've talked about it so much. But even beyond that, you can just give right now. I want you to dig down and, and deep and give because you realize that when you give to the storehouse, you empower us to bless you think you're just giving to me you're not if you need an offering envelope raise your hand come on just let's give to the to the park million is spelled with an m hallelujah two l's and million think you're giving to me oh yeah y'all y'all giving that money to that pastor up there you're not giving the money to me you're giving it the world the money to world overcomers i do get a salary from world overcomers and it is a small percentage a small percentage, less than 10% is what I take. I don't make all the money. I don't handle the money. I don't count the money. I don't really have anything to do with the money. So I am blessed. I am blessed. Part of the reason why I'm praying for you to be blessed is because the more blessed you are, the more blessed I get to be. No, I need a witness in the building. You want your pastor to be blessed as a result of you. The Bible says, do not muzzle the ox as it's treading out the grain. So if you're blessed, then I'm blessed. Now I've got other stuff going on, but, uh, but there is something I do receive from here. And so dig down deep. You can give, this is not, this offering is not for me. This is for world overcomers, Christian church. Pays for everything that you see. You're watching live around the world. You can give right now just by you simply giving. Take a picture of that QR code. You can give you can pledge to our park. 
You could be wherever you are. You could be in Alaska right now, and you can still give. This the universal body of Christ, and we need you to join with us, not only to be a tither, but to be generous. The Bible says that God will make you rich so that you can be generous on every occasion and gloriously give thanks to God. So you want to give thanks to God, not just because he blessed you, but because he blessed you so much that it doesn't hurt you to bless the kingdom. Amen? So we're giving. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will men pour into your lap? For with the measure you use, it's measured unto you. You want a good measure. Amen. Immediately following this service, Harvest Festival is going to start. Out there, there's bouncy houses, all kinds of stuff for the kids, food trucks, everything. So you can have a great time. We don't really celebrate Halloween. Anybody grow up where you weren't supposed to celebrate Halloween? No? We had something called Harvest Festival because we were celebrating harvest time. Amen? Harvest time. And so we always had harvest festivals. And for years here at World of Commerce, we did them on a Saturday. And we, thousands of people from the community used to come. We almost had our own little state fair here. And now we've kind of, we switched it and we're doing it on Sunday after service. And so you're more than welcome to go and fellowship, have your kids, they get to play, et cetera, et cetera. Amen? All right, jump on your feet. Anybody hear a word from the Lord this morning? Heard a word from the Lord? Heard a word from the Lord? Yeah? Come on, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that you're still with us. Thank you that your anointing rests on us. Thank you for every business owner that we blessed. Thank you for every grant winner. Thank you for every opportunity that we have to call on your name. Thank you for an opportunity to serve you. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence, covered with, with your blood. Those of us who are in the room, those of us who are about to turn off whatever we're watching through, Lord, we dedicate this week to you. We surrender to your will for us. You're such a good God. You deserve a praise from a good people, and we're doing the best we can. Heal our bodies, heal our minds. Thank you that you said in your word that you bless our food and our water and take sickness out of our midst, and so we claim that in Jesus' name. So God bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people favor on your people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in nomine patri filius spiritus sancti God have your way in us in Jesus name we all sit together amen God bless you God bless you God bless you you're dismissed thanks for coming to church harvest festivals outside God bless you hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message visit www worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.